Welcome to the Confident Homeschooling Homemakers Podcast, a podcast to encourage and equip moms in creating a joy-filled life with work-life balance as a homeschooling homemaker. I'm your host, Desiree, the founder of North Carolina Nature Homeschool Co-op. God has blessed me with a husband and three boys that we are homeschooling and raising together on our homestead, and I'm on a mission to equip moms to joyfully steward their homes and confidently homeschool their kids. As Proverbs 22.6 says, train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. We can't allow the culture of a fallen world to raise our kids and brainwash us to live a life without God, to spoon feed us lies brought to us as truth, a culture reliant on the government and failed health systems, failed grocery systems, and failed school systems is not the answer. Moms experiencing constant burnout, defeat, mom guilt, boredom, and a lack of confidence is not the answer. It doesn't have to be this way. Would you like to learn about another way? Together, as a community of sisters in Christ, we can make a change in our society's culture. Whether you personally grow, share an episode with a friend, grab a homeschool resource from the shop, or share on social, it all makes a difference. I'm so thankful for your partnership on this mission of living life intentionally, on purpose, and unsubscribing from societal norms. Make sure to check out the show notes for supportive resources and join me for a conversation about opting out of the toxic mom culture and creating work-life balance so you can be a confident homeschooling homemaker. So thank you so much for taking the time to hop on and chat with me. Um, I haven't talked to your daughter at all. Hi, I'm Desiree. Nice to meet you. I'm Kira. Kira? Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful name. I love that. Good job, Mama. <laughs> she wasn't Kira for about eight. Well, she's the youngest of four. She's 12 and a half. And she was the surprise. Her mm-hmm. older sisters, she's, she's, there's four girls. And mm-hmm. all of her older sisters are grown adults now. So she was the surprise. Okay. But she was just, the whole time I was pregnant, she was number four. That was it. We wouldn't tell anybody what we were going to name her, nothing, which was good because literally two weeks before she was due to be born, my husband and I changed our minds and went with a different name. So it was oh, a good wow. thing we never told anybody what we were going to name her because two weeks out, we were like, nope, what let's go with this instead. What were you going Yeah. For? She was going to be Robin with a Y. Okay. We, I like we, Kara more. Yeah, we changed I it. I don't even know why, really. A friend of mine's named Kira, but she spells it C-I-A-R-A. My husband said, no one's going to know that's Kira. So we made it K instead. But yeah, there you go. I could see that being a little challenging. Yeah, I- right? <laughs> Irish, man. They they spell things weird. It's okay. I uh, named my youngest Amos, and everybody pronounces it Amos or Amos yeah Yeah. and so I um I even changed the spelling so like because I had AMOS but I changed it to AEMOS to really help with that and I'm like we'll see if that helps it's a hit or a miss (laughs) right always is yeah yes well go ahead and um introduce yourselves just say hello a quick little introduction of the two of you no problem my name is Jennifer Fry and this is Kira. I'm like, what do they say? I'm a homeschooling mom of one. 
<laughs> she's the only one that's ever been homeschooled. Uh, oh. She's 12 and a half. Well, you can say you're 12 and a half, right? Yes. 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 Going to be 13 soon. Well, she's going to be 13 soon, not until July, but that's coming <laughs> we've up. crossed the threshold, so it's close enough, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We live full time in an RV, and that's actually the reason why, originally, why she was homeschooled because, you know, you can't travel and go to public school at the same time. So that was the original. Uh, impetus is that the word i don't know the original reason why we decided to homeschool her is because we moved into an rv and we wanted to travel and we didn't want to be tied down but then before the that was right before the you know what happened the year before and uh then when all that crazy you know the crazy stuff went down in 2020 we were very glad that we did because oh, okay. we didn't have to deal with virtual school and all that craziness because we were already homeschooling so we were like Phew, I'm so glad we don't have to deal with that. So, in so the is end, she all, always homeschooled or you guys just started right before all that 2020 mess? Right before. She went okay. her second she went through second grade. Okay. And then we moved into our out no, second grade. We moved into our RV okay. April of 2019. Sold our house, got rid of a lot of stuff, and that's when we had originally like we were going to be leaving right after that school year. So then we pulled her out. Um, and then we are originally from Maryland, which is where we are right now. But we are from Texas now since we've become our viewers. Okay. Um, so we were going to leave in 2019, but then I decided to have gastric vertical sleeve surgery. So we hung around a little bit longer okay. because might as well, you know, get all that worked out. And that was literally two weeks before coronavirus shut down the world. So I got lucky there. Yeah. And then, you know, we couldn't go after that. So we didn't really get on the road until August of 2020, but we were already homeschooling her. So there was no okay. reason, even though we weren't moving around, there wasn't any reason to change that part of it. And so she's, go ahead. She's been homeschooled since third grade. And okay. now she's the seventh seventh maybe eighth grade now I don't even know what grade she would be but I know right it's confusing yeah. once you're a homeschooler to be like what oh, man. grade that they're technically in yes. and when people ask I'm like what would she be seventh grade right. we'll go with that so <laughs> that just makes the most sense. that's not a thing yeah that makes the most sense for people when it's like you know, yeah. they could be in one grade level technically for a certain subject and another for another subject. So yeah, that's definitely a hard question to sometimes answer. Yes. Cool yes. And, and with so being, with living, like we have a residency in Texas because that's, Texas is one of the three states that is very uh, RV life friendly. Okay. But Texas also doesn't require, like, I don't have to report to anybody. Like in Maryland, and that's what I was going to say. I was going to say, yeah. I think that's what makes it RV friendly is if you don't have to report it, because that's for if you're in other states, it wouldn't yeah. affect. So maybe getting like a residency in a state like that, like Texas, and then starting would be the easiest way for someone yeah. wanting to start. Okay. Yeah, that's exactly. a good thing. That was yeah, my exactly. that's a good like, thing to keep in mind. I didn't even have to go to like, nothing because she's never been in school in Texas to begin with. Like there was nobody that I had to go to and say, we're doing this. I yeah. mean, 
they care, but they don't care really. I mean, it's Texas is very good homeschool state. Very good. I was there before here. I'm in North Carolina now. And I was like, you know, looking into it, I was like, you know, they're both pretty good. Texas is a little more lenient, but God led us to North Carolina. But sometimes I'm like, man, (laughs) that was even better. Um, I just don't see myself staying in Texas, but that's good to know as far Mm -hmm. as homeschool kind of, if we were ever interested in something I am a bit of like I like to stay in my home and then travel so I feel Mm -hmm. like I'd be like a very temporary like I like to take vacations but I don't and maybe like a month long but I don't want to like constantly personally live in RV I don't feel like I could handle that with like all of my things that I'm like how do I bring all my cook from scratch items in my homestead animals? <laughs> yes, yes. Well, we did know somebody who had a chicken in her RV. So oh. it's possible. She had two. I actually think she had chickens. How she managed that, I don't know. But I mean, so, did possible. You always, technically, did you? we have two chickens. We have two yeah. We have two dogs, so. Technically, we call them all their mindset chickens. They are, yes, they can be. Yes, we do have they two dogs. They might be more of a headache than chickens, to be honest. Though. I would, I would agree with that. Oh, yes and they don't give you eggs but they give you company so they give you other things they don't <laughs> give you eggs but they definitely make deposits <laughs> that does happen sometimes yes so yes. did you always have this dream of wanting to road school one day or did it just kind of come up out of nowhere it just kind of came up out of nowhere we lived in like so we've got she's the youngest of four and three of them, including her, live with us full time. The third one is my husband's daughter from another marriage. So she was back and forth. Mm. And we had a four bedroom. Was it four bedrooms? No, it was, it was only. Two, yeah, yeah. Four was, bedroom yeah. house. You know, we had all the things, but we could never go anywhere. We could never do anything because we're paying, you know, working to support this house that nobody brought friends to, by the way. You know, you would. I don't think you would let us bring friends. Okay. That's not the case. She was too little. So whatever. So I stumbled on a YouTube video from a couple, their, their YouTube channel is called less junk, more journey. If you don't want to get into this lifestyle, don't get hooked on those because once you start, (laughs) they're awesome. And they've been doing it for a, a long time. Now they had a small child. She's I want to say she's a little bit younger than she's maybe a year or two younger than Kira. But I was just, I, I don't even know why I found it to begin with, like how I stumbled upon their webs, their YouTube channel. But once I started watching, it was like a rabbit hole that I went deep down into. And my husband was complaining about yard work or having to go up on the roof to clean the gutters or something like that. And I was like, why don't we do this? Look, we can do this. You don't have to do any yard work. Because when the weeds get too long, we can just pack up and move. <laughs> he thought I was crazy. He's like, there's no way we can do this. We've got all these kids. Like, but they were almost gone. You know, we were getting close to them all graduating. The The third daughter graduated in 2019. And since she was going back and forth, living with her mom and stuff, like she didn't need to come. You know, by the time we sold it, it our house, there wasn't really any reason for her to come back and forth anymore. So... Uh-huh. He it took him a little while to get on board, but the more I the more videos we watched, their channel's good. There's another channel for um called Keep Your Daydream. That was another big one that really like they're the ones that kind of sucked my husband in a little bit. And then once he kind of realized how I mean it's not easy. 
It's not, but it is because we're not taking care of a house and we're not, you know, working to death for a $2,000 mortgage. Like technically we don't have a mortgage, but if you want to be, you know, technical, our mortgage is the cost of our truck. So you never, and you never told your seven-year-old child about this. No, we didn't tell her about this either. Yeah. So once he kind of wrapped his brain around that and we could vacation because we're traveling wherever and take your house with you. he, he was definitely on board. And then realizing that in the process, she could experience things that her older sisters didn't get the chance to. That was really like, for him, that was the, the big draw, taking her to see stuff, you know, and then being able to weave it into school was, that was like the best part, I think. Yeah. What are some places that you guys have gone to? Like, tell me where you've been. We've been, we haven't gone farther west than like the central time zone because my husband still comes back to Maryland to work. Um, So he'll fly back and forth every other week from wherever we happen to be. And he doesn't want to be more than one hour behind them so that when he's with us, he doesn't have to get up too early. So Texas is as far west as we've gone, but we've spent time in Michigan. We've been in Kentucky, North Carolina, uh, Pennsylvania, Virginia, West Virginia, um Kentucky Kentucky lost at Kentucky went to Mammoth Cave in Kentucky Louisiana got to go to a gator ranch in Mississippi and spend the night he was trying to kill us yeah it was was, we've (laughs) seen really cool things yeah and done some fun stuff we spent most of our time in Texas and in Michigan okay a friend who owns a campground near Traverse City so we've gone up there to work usually I will work wherever we happen to be to kind of pay for where we're staying and then he flies back and forth from there. And so what does your husband do for work and what do you do for work? He builds commercial swimming pools for a local, for a company here in Maryland. So if you've ever, if you ever come to Washington DC and see like the, the big high rise hotels and stuff, he's put pretty much put every pool in there. Um, They've done, they they didn't do it this last two presidencies, but in the past they've refurbished the pools at the White House and at Camp David. And so he builds pools around the yeah, commercial pools. And then I'm a, if I'm not working for a campground, which personally I don't like working for campgrounds, except for my best friends, her I'll work for any day. <laughs> if I'm not working at a campground, I'm a virtual assistant for realtors. And I'm also a makeup artist. Okay, cool. And so I'm asking this because I want people to kind of see like jobs that people can have and still do this. And so like with your husband's job, I understand how your job can be obviously virtual assistant work. You can do that wherever. Makeup, you can kind of, you can do that wherever, I assume. I do a lot of work online with that. Okay. Okay. So I was like, you know, you can do a mixture of both of that. I could see that, but I don't fully see your husband's situation that does seem a little hard because like does oh, yeah. he be there Monday through Friday um on the weeks that he comes back to Maryland yeah he stays the here for the whole week and then when he's with us when he's home he works virtually as well he's got a special arrangement with the owner of his company so he, he's like a you know that's so a special like- that we're very thankful for yeah. And I mean, people can find that out there. Um, oh, yeah. You just have to kind of ask 
see, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes see that's all it takes, you know? Yeah. Sometimes all you gotta do is just walk in and say, Hey, 90% of what now, obviously 90% of what he does, he doesn't go out into the field a whole lot. Well, he doesn't have to, but he does because that's the kind of guy he is. A lot of his stuff he can do virtually, oh. but there a lot of times all it takes is just go in and ask your boss. I do most of this stuff I can do from a computer and a phone and yeah, you know, how about we test it, go test it out a couple of days and see if they'll let you do it. And then if it works out, then add a few more days. And yeah. sometimes that's all it takes is just to ask. And when they realize, wait a minute, you know, I'm not paying overhead for this person to be in this office. Yeah. And typically, that's yeah. Typically when you're um, working from home too, you can also share the idea of like, Hey, you know, taxes are different you know you're an independent Mm -hmm. contractor now so now you don't have to pay my employee taxes and stuff um I'm trying to think so he doesn't do uh the physical building he more so does like the plans of it so digital jobs okay so that makes yeah he's the construction manager so he schedules everybody he you know makes sure that all the stuff that they need the, the supplies that's the word are there on site when they need it. He'll go out because like I said, he's just that kind of guy. He, he likes to be hands-on when he can, but he's 53. So he really shouldn't be doing a whole lot of heavy lifting anymore. Cause you know, he's getting there. You got but ultimately, yeah, ultimately he doesn't want to travel as much because you yeah. know, being on a plane every other week, that is exhausting. Yeah. It, has, it does mean a lot of flight rewards though. So that's good. We, that's been nice, but mm. So do you think that this isn't something that you'll do like for the rest of your lives? It's just a season of life. Oh no, we will never move back into a house. Oh, she does when she leaves. I don't know, but my husband and I know we will never move back into a house again. We'll either stay in an RV. We want to move. I think when she's like 15 ish, so a little bit older, a little, not that she's not responsible, but you know, as you get older, you get more responsible. So when she's 15-ish, we want to move on to a boat and circumnavigate the eastern seaboard. The, it's called the Great Loop. So it's up the the eastern seaboard through the Great Lakes in um, Canada, down the Mississippi and out the Gulf. So we want to do that. But my husband and I, we will never go back to a house. We're, we're, you know, we're talking about living in an RV. And obviously, you can tell we are not in an RV right now. We're in an apartment right now while we work on it. But even this apartment, which is maybe a thousand square feet, it's too big. It's driving me crazy. So interesting. Yeah. And so you what do you even call um ocean homeschooling? Boating, boat schooling. Right? <laughs> world schooling. World schooling. Okay, we, it would be more like that. world schooling. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. And so yeah. then if you're going to like do this for the rest of your lives. And obviously, eventually, then it wouldn't be as much homeschooling. It would just be you enjoy traveling around. Um, You don't really like being tied down to one area. I assume you would just, you know, be able to go and visit your kids wherever they're at um, and kind of move around and then maybe settle some areas. Like as you guys get older, you might settle in some areas a little longer Yes, back uh, always, yeah. always home basing in Texas. We okay. like we're both. We're not both originally from Maryland. I'm originally from Maryland. My husband's originally from Indiana, and I grew up in Maryland. It's a fabulous place. Don't get me wrong, 
but it's very busy. It's very congested. It's very crowded. I mean, you're in North Carolina. Where are you in North Carolina? The like right by the border of the South Carolina. So I'm oh, like yeah. at the bottom of North Carolina and it's a yeah. rural town. So I'm not congested at all. I used to live in Houston, Texas. So I get, Oh yeah. Yeah. You get it. Yes. <laughs> and that's, what's amazing about Texas is how different like every part I mean, the state is huge. You know that. Yeah. How different it all is. We went to Houston to go to Johnson Space Center, which was uh-huh. really cool. And just driving through here, going, this is like being in Florida almost because it's so, you know, beachy and palm trees and humidity. And yeah, it was amazing. I have to say, I went to Florida for the first time recently, actually. And Florida is a bit more like beachy to me and more, um, it definitely was similar humidity and hot wise to Houston, but I definitely got more beach vibes in Florida yeah. and I enjoyed that. Um, Houston, it was very suburb like everywhere that we were kind of at in Florida, just like Houston. Houston, yeah, we were, you know, 45 minutes outside of downtown Houston and it was still like we were in, you know, it was like 2 million people her suburb around that main middle area being 10 million people which was it just blew my mind and in some ways that was super cool but in other ways it just it wasn't the best fit for us for where we wanted to live um I want to visit back there my dad still lives there but I don't want to live there permanently yeah normally we are near San Antonio is where we try to stay yeah and it's it's great there and I traveled there I traveled to Austin I traveled to Dallas um some of like Galveston and stuff too um and you know those areas were cool I kind of liked the Austin area a bit more because there's a little bit more nature and that's what I'm happy with in North Carolina is we have a little bit more nature you know um but I'm curious like how do you find community as you're traveling around like friendships for all of you guys we're part of a there is there are a lot of RV groups out there okay. and we're part of two of them. One of them is called escapees and they're the ones that manage our domicile. So our mailing address, basically our, our government address. Okay. And so we have our address through there, all our mail goes to them. And then wherever we are, they forward it along to us. That's just like mail, mail. We get packages cool. delivered directly to us, but that's mail. And then the other group we belong to is called full-time families. So it is a group and it's all families that live like us. Yeah. So they do rallies. Um, A lot of times in the winter, they'll all stay in the same places. Oh, cool. We meet up with people when we can. Uh We haven't been to a whole lot of rallies yet because like of the way he works, sometimes we have to make sure we're in an area that he can fly in and out of pretty easily. Um, But we're also like, she does... Today's Wednesday. So tomorrow she'll do uh, an out school class okay. with a bunch of other middle school uh, girls. Is okay. Just- yes. So she'll hang out socially with them like that. Um, when we're, when we're back home in Texas, our church, you know, she gets very involved in a church. I try and find co-ops wherever we are to do stuff with them. And we're also a member of American heritage girls. So okay, cool. American Heritage Girls to kind of, because not a lot of people know about American Heritage yeah, Girls. Yeah, I'm in trail life because I have all boys. So I totally the get the yes. So it's, yeah, it HG so is the girl's else. side. Of, exactly. Yeah. So you know. So HG yeah. is the girl's portion of like trail life and HG or, or yeah. 
but you can explain it so everybody else listening can yes. learn too. Now for, I don't have any experience with Boy Scouts because I never had boys and I know Boy Scouts is different now, but you know, American Heritage Girls is like Girl Scouts was when we were kids. And literally yeah. everybody thinks they're Girl Scouts. Yeah, they, and most people, when they see them in their little vests and they think Girl Scouts and we're like, no. Um, so I'm I'm 50, so this is a long time ago when I was in Girl Scouts, but like actual badges and camping and stuff like that. And then American Heritage Girls is a Christian focused group. So it's very, which is awesome. I we are trailblazers. So we're not part of an actual troop because we travel around. Oh, we, they have a group called, and I don't, I would venture trail life probably has the same thing. Yeah. We are trailblazers originally was started through American heritage girls for missionary families and military families. Okay. And the original, she was in second grade and still in public school when we got into American Heritage Girls. And the troop coordinator for our troop, when we told her, well, we're not coming back because we're doing this. She's like, let me get you into this, the trailblazers, even though technically you're not military or missionary, uh-huh. you know, let's get you into it anyway. So we are our own little troop, but we can, you know, join other troops as we're traveling around. I and that's- love that. I didn't know they gave that option. So when you said American Heritage, I was like, huh, I wonder how they're doing that. So that is so cool. I wonder, and do some co-ops do that? Like, I know we have like the online Flourish homeschool co-op to where we're doing that, but I haven't seen that really with others. So have you found any others that do that? What with, with that like allow people, you know, just online? Oh yeah. Yeah. There's a couple of Facebook groups that, um, that we found homeschool co-ops through and then if we're in that area and they're doing stuff while we're there then we'll go and we'll join stuff but a lot of the times when I'm choosing a place for us to be I will look to see if there's an active American Heritage Girls troop Mm. that we can be a part of while we're in the area and she's met a lot of great friends that way too that's That's probably been like the second best part of road schooling is getting the chance to meet these girls in different places yeah and trailblazers has been being a trailblazer has helped that immensely I love that that's such a great resource that we can pass along to other people wanting to do this because I yeah yeah. it would be I wouldn't be surprised if trail life doesn't have the same thing I feel like they probably do if they have it for American Heritage yeah they must have it for trail life too so that's super exciting and I wonder if churches I mean you could still go in and participate in different churches oh yeah definitely you could still do that so that's awesome And yeah. you know, there's online stuff for churches a little bit more too. I don't know about like youth groups per se, but at least the service. Yes, uh, we watch the service for the church that we normally attend in Texas. We'll watch it okay. on Sunday, wherever we happen to be. Cool. Well, that's exciting. And so, wow, I feel like I just learned so much from that question. That was really cool. Um, so like what's sorts of it sounds like when you're looking for different resources that support y'all it sounds like just getting out different like you said co-ops and churches and just resources online so that as you guys are traveling they can support you but is there like any particular curriculum that has been helpful for your road schooling oh yeah well if we we're not like one specific philosophy like a mix of charlotte mason and unit studies is what we tend to do and then 
unschooling, but only to the point where like, here's your, and you, here's some unit studies, which one do you want to try? Oh. I'm not totally on board with unschooling as a whole, because she, if we did that, she would spend the entire school year just drawing probably. There's so many variations. Yes. So a lot of time, I'll, if we're working on a unit study, like we always do a state study of whatever state we're going to be in for the majority of the time. So yeah. like we've done Texas, she's done Michigan, we're doing Maryland. So I try and make sure we do that. There is, oh, who is the nature study? There is, now I can't think of who she is. And as soon as I think of it, I will, if I don't think of it while we're talking, I will definitely tag you in it. But there okay. is, um, there's a, a homeschool curriculum that is, state-specific nature studies okay she doesn't have all 50 states yet but luckily she's had like she has a texas nature study did she have michigan i don't think she has michigan she's got a big florida one yeah. so as we go different places i make sure to pick up that nature study to kind of you know do a little bit of that um but unit studies and charlotte mason books and things that's that's what we use the most and we do a lot of it digitally like I'll we'll use some gather I'm sure you've heard of gather around homeschool we'll yeah. use that and I'll get the digital version of it because we live in an RV weight and space are a big concern yeah so we, I try and get as much digital digitally that's a tongue twister as possible <laughs> to save on space and weight so okay we do most of our stuff through iPads and you know stuff like that out school we use a lot of out school all right cool well, that's super insightful too. And that totally makes sense that, yeah, you would go with more digital because like, yeah, wait space. I'm over here. Like I need to carry everything somehow. So <laughs> yes, that makes sense. Yeah. So I had um one more question that I had and then a couple of listener questions and then the couple for your daughter. So what struggles have came up while road schooling and how have you solved them? A big struggle, especially for us, will be internet, obviously, yeah. because it's not every uh, RV park has it, but it's not always good. Okay. So, so that can be a huge issue is making sure you have, especially if we're going to do a lot of stuff, di stuff digitally and she's on out school and stuff like that, being able to have connectivity is huge. So if we can't be, if the park doesn't have good wi-fi and there isn't like a good library close by sometimes we're out of luck but then there's a couple of options that are out there for RVers. i'm sure you've heard of starlink starlink is elon musk's adventure into internet and it's okay. satellite based a lot of RVers use it we don't use it because it's kind of expensive right. and personally elon's a little nuts so so true. there's I that, but, um, we've got T-Mobile home internet, which right. we've started using now for 50 bucks a month, which right. is amazing. And that's been phenomenal. So that's kind of solved yeah. our Wi-Fi issue. But for a while, that was sometimes a struggle. Yeah. And depending on where we were, like we have T-Mobile, my husband's work phone is Verizon. So if his work phone was getting a good signal, we would bounce off that. So that can be a struggle. Right. Um, and then obviously the homeschooling families, like number one resource, the library, that can be a problem too, because if you're not in one spot, you know, you can't get a library card. Oh. Yeah. So thankfully in Texas, we've been able, 
they have a program where you get a library card in your hometown, which for us is Livingston, which is outside of Houston. Yeah. And then there's libraries around the state that will take that card and let you use it. Yeah. Like you can check out books around the state with that card. Cause they if do that here in North and South Carolina too, but I don't know if it goes outside of state. So you just really have to lean on the library when you're within and yeah. I mean, with the digital resources that that's not. Yeah. Too cool. Sometimes though, having a book though is nice. Yeah. And then it's we'll a backup too. You always have like a backup then with a book. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And then I had a listener question that asked, what does your schedule look like for homeschooling since she's assuming every day is a bit different? Yes, we school year round, which is like the best thing ever. I love it. She goes back and forth on whether she loves it or not. Mm -hmm. But we start in the summer because a lot of times where we are, especially if we're in Texas, the summer is ridiculously hot in Texas. Triple digits last summer, it's crazy. So sometimes it's too hot to be outside anyway. So if you're going to be inside, might as well do school. And then we take our long break from Thanksgiving through New Year's Day. That's our summer is the holidays. It's the holidays. So, you know, have fun. We try and get started at nine in the morning, especially when we're stationary. She's usually done by 12, which is kind of nice. And then we have the afternoons. If we're someplace that we've never been, we try to use the afternoons to go see places and do stuff if we're lucky. When we're traveling though, she's, I've built out our schedule so that we have like two week, a two week break that I can kind of use it whenever I want to use it. So if family has come to visit, usually that means a week of no school because nothing's happening. <laughs> And yeah. she, she can't focus on anything when family comes to visit or if we're traveling, then we'll use that. Okay. We'll use that week as a no school week or like a light school week. Is this and two then, weeks every month? Two weeks, every nine weeks. So we'll do nine weeks and then take two weeks off. Okay. And then come Thanksgiving, that's our long, that's our long kind of summer-ish break. We'll still do some light stuff then, but all the heavy lifting we put off. Okay. We'll also... Uh, during travel weeks, if she's not going to do a lot of schoolwork, I'll make sure that we're in places that she can still get some learning. Like when we went from Texas to Michigan last spring, we went through Oklahoma. We went to the Oklahoma City Memorial. We went to the Tallgrass Prairie Preserve in Kansas. We went to Herbert Hoover's presidential home as we were traveling. So if it's going to be a travel week and she's not going to do like book work, so to speak, I'll make sure that we're stopping in places that there's some education to be found. That's awesome. Yeah, that breaks it up really well to see yeah. how to plan it, how it works in the morning, the afternoon, and very hands-on. I love that. Yes. And yeah, then when... kind of already went through like how you guys do that with your work. Um, but pretty much the main question here from another listener is how much money is a fair amount to make it possible to road school? Well, there are people that well, road schooling wise, especially curriculum wise, like you can do it totally for free. Mm -hmm. I mean, the good and the beautiful, all of their language and math, she's that's all available as a download for free from kindergarten through now. I think they just she just released seventh or eighth grade math. Like we use that because heck, I mean, it's free. Yeah. Why would you not download that and use a free resource? Mm -hmm. Um easy peasy homeschool, you know. You yeah. could use that as well. There's ways to totally 
do school road schooling for free. There mm -hmm. absolutely is. Um, the rest of it though, it just depends on what you can get by with really. And also how frequently you try, you move. Cause obviously it costs money to move. We have a diesel truck. So, you know, diesel prices are like $3 a gallon for diesel and we have a 130 gallon tank so we can get far, but the less you move, the less it costs, mm -hmm. which is also nice. So there's that. And then for uh, places to stay, there are there are groups that you can join. It's called Thousand Trails. It's kind of like a timeshare, but not really. But it's a it's a group you buy into, and then you can stay in different parks around the country. And ultimately, it ends up being like almost free once, like for the rest of the year, once you've stayed like two weeks in a park or three weeks someplace, you've kind of paid off your camping pass for the year. And then the rest of the time, you know, it's free. So you can get by. Yeah. It seems like it can vary a lot. So I guess yeah. what you could answer best to would be what's been your average for like what it costs to, you know, go out and road school. Anywhere between, because we have to factor in his traveling and stuff like that. We, we are, but we are about 5000 to $6,000 a month. Okay. But, because, and I know it's going to vary from person to oh, person. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we and could then, get less, but I mean. Yeah. No, I totally get it. Like you said, there's lots <laughs> of variables. I think the best way to give someone a perspective hearing your background and what you guys are doing is to hear like your average and then to kind of go yeah. from there. And I'll, I'll have yeah. to have some other ladies come on and share and come oh yeah definitely well. there are definitely some who have way more kids than I do and get by with way less yeah so yeah it really yeah there's if you get the chance to befriend her on Instagram uh the Instagram handle is lanes like driving lanes less traveled okay Lindsay Lane, she is phenomenal and they were a road schooling family they're more stationary now but they still kind of go out for weeks at a time okay. she would be an excellent person to talk to as well because she right. she's got five kids two are grown adults now and she's homeschooled them the whole time and okay i'll definitely them. check that out thank you yeah. so much for sharing that i want to make sure we get we have a couple more minutes here i want to make sure that we could ask uh, your daughter, a few questions here. So are you ready for a little bit of rapid fire questions? Rapid fire means quick. Because right? <laughs> we only got, yeah, we got a couple more minutes here. So what's your favorite part about being homeschooled while on the road? My favorite part is that like, it's like easier and like, I'm, I feel like I'm like learning more than I have in public school. Yeah. But there are certain things in public school that they don't teach you and that they won't teach you. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. That's a great point. And then in person, right? Yeah. Yeah. And what is your least favorite part about being homeschooled while on the road? Um, it's kind of difficult for me to like make friends. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like, like some of those different things you guys are doing helps with that some, like the out school and the co-ops and stuff like that? That definitely helps. Good. And then where's your favorite place that you've traveled so far? Um, Starlight Campground in Mancelona, Michigan. I thought that was just like a beautiful place to be. It was so fun um, to be there. Awesome. A lot of activities. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah. thank you so much, ladies. I really appreciate you all taking the time to chat with us and share 
all of your wisdom and I'm sure it will bless so many other families. Yes. And if anyone needs anything answered, definitely post in the comments and I'm happy to answer any and all questions. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jennifer. And I will also share your Instagram and Facebook um, and like the stuff as well. If people want to connect with you. Yes. More. yes perfect. All right. Y'all have a great day. Thanks. You too. Thanks. Bye. Head on over to Apple Podcast if you aren't there already and leave a rating and review on how you're liking the podcast to help me reach more moms so we can confidently enjoy homeschooling together as a community, breaking free from the failed traditional school systems and flourishing within family-centered homeschooling. Looking forward to chatting again soon and don't forget to join us in the Facebook group. Have a blessed week.